Welcome in to the newest podcast of the Tipsy Tailgate, um, Speaking Socks. I'm Aiden L. Grobley. I'm Ben. And we're excited to bring you this podcast. Uh, if you're not familiar with us, we are two of the three uh, co-hosts of the Tipsy Tailgate uh, sports podcast. We've uh, had on guests like Lenny Dykstra before. Great interview. Check it out on the YouTube page at the Tipsy Tailgate. Um, also, follow us on Instagram at the Tipsy Tailgate. Uh, daily content. A lot of great stuff. Football, basketball, baseball. Uh, maybe touch on some hockey, a little sports betting. All of that. But this specific podcast, we're going into the Red Sox. We're both diehard Red Sox fans. I'm from New Jersey, but Ben is... I'm from Mass. And I yeah. uh, love the Sox. Yeah, we're big Sox fans, um, and we're kind of we're making this pod for the niche Red Sox fan who wants to get stay updated, wants to hear about what's going to happen and and why it should happen. So um, that's us, and uh, we'll we'll get into the pod with a little bit of a nostalgic uh, topic here. David Ortiz inducted to the Pro Baseball Hall of Fame. I mean, how do we feel about that? Yeah, I mean, if you're a true Red Sox fan, I think it would, it would you would be hard pressed to to say that David Ortiz or Pedro Martinez aren't your favorite players ever. Uh, he's just such, such an important person to the city of Boston, uh, huge to the community, and I would argue the most important player to ever wear the Red Sox uniform. Uh, you know, the curse of the Bambino. I would argue that he single-handedly broke it, even though he was on those great teams, but no one has ever had more big hits in a Red Sox uniform. And uh, I would argue outside of Tom Brady or Larry Bird, Maybe even over Larry Bird in a sense. No, no one athlete has ever meant more to the city of Boston. So, gotta yeah. love Big Poppy. Oh yeah, I mean everyone, not even just from Boston. I mean, I'm like I said, I'm from New Jersey, and the reason why I'm a Red Sox fan is because of this man. I mean, mm-hmm. the way he carried himself his entire career, class act, class act, the nicest guy ever. Um, just played played the game like like any athlete should, just for the for the actual love of the game. Yeah, and. Um, he received 307 votes, 77.9% of the um, Hall of Fame votes, and was the only guy elected into the Hall of Fame this year in that class. Um, if you want to touch on some on Poppy some more. Um, uh, just easily the greatest DH of all time. Yes. Uh, probably yeah. the only DH to uh, finish top five in MVP voting five straight seasons. Because, you know, it's a, you, oh, yeah. it's a pretty dependent position, given the fact that you don't uh-huh. play defense, but... To hold that much value in a sport where all you do is you're you're just single faceted. You can do you can do one thing. All you can do is hit. Uh, rarely defense unless it was the World Series in an in an NL uh, uh, stadium, but just a special player and a special person. I mean the king of king of clutch yep. easily. I mean the, you you talk about oh uh, this guy's Mister September, Mister October, whatever. Yeah, Senor I mean, October. Yeah, this guy. I mean, he did it all. The the Grand Slam. The... Even at an old age, too. I believe when oh, they won last... the World Series in 2013, I, I believe he was 35. So yeah. an older player. Uh, exactly. I think if you... I don't know the exact statistics on it or the history behind it, but if you were to go back into all MLB, uh, actually even all sports, baseball, football, basketball, the final year of someone's career, I'd probably say besides Brady this year, I mean... Ortiz probably has the best one last of the best year. one of the best definitely you know and you see you see uh, I'm not knocking these guys but you see a guy like Kobe rest in peace obviously Kobe yeah, rest in uh, peace. a guy like Dirk Nowitzki they made the all-star game in their last year and it was kind of a sympathy vote yeah, uh-huh. David Ortiz deserved to make the all-star oh, game the, yeah he, he was probably the best hitter in the league that oh, year oh my god he was 
I think he went into the All Star break, maybe hitting over three hundred, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, he was maybe even like I think three fifteen. I think he was in that area, and he... to that by the All Star break, correct me if I'm wrong. I think he had maybe over twenty home runs at that point. Yeah, he, so was, he, he was. He was. I think he was just, like the best hitter in the league. He was storming through the, the league. Break. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, that's that's all you really need to know. I mean, David Ortiz, easily my favorite Red Sox of all time. Oh yeah. Um, right behind Brady as my favorite athlete. Um, and well deserving. If you if you didn't see the video of him getting the news, the phone call, uh, definitely check that out. He's pure joy. I mean, this, yeah. this is a guy who loves baseball and, and deserves every second. No of one that. more deserving of a moment like that than For David sure. Ortiz. Um, more on that ballot, uh, Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens did not get in. Um, that also includes guys, um, like Alex Rodriguez, who, who's just newly on the ballot, Manny Ramirez, another former sock. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, what do you think? Sammy Sosa, finally you're on the ballot. Guys like Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, Kurt Schilling, um, Sammy Sosa, all their final years on the ballot and they did not get in. Yeah. So, you know, I, I love Poppy. But I'm going to try to be a little objective here. I think it helped him out a lot that he's a very likable man. And, you know, no one has any beef with him. Uh-huh. No one has anything against them. If the media had a question for him, because, you know, that's who that's who votes for these kinds of things. It's the media. Um, and if you listen to what they said about him, always had a smile on his face. Always, always greeting them, greeted them warmly. Uh-huh. Always made time for them. So I'm sure that helped him a little bit. And, you know, there was a little bit of a rumors that he was doing peds but never came out on a test uh uh-huh. at least a test that came out to the public mm-hmm. but a guy like a rod he did yeah um oh so a rod a rod i'm i'm very anti hall of fame on a rod i really yeah. am because if you eat a suspension like that you can't really argue with me that you're a hall of famer but a guy like barry bonds or roger clemens even though it was proven that they did do peds they were Hall of Famers before the PEDs. Yes, and, we have uh-huh. no proof that Alex Rodriguez was a Hall of Famer well, before was, the PEDs. Yeah, and this is all alleged. Um, but there are rumors that A Rod was juicing coming out of high school. Yeah, like he was, he had a supplier or mm-hmm. something like that. And this, like I said, all alleged. But you never really know. And and a guy who comes in and, and plays that good right off the get, right off the bat as uh, a young player like he did, I mean, it's anything's anything's possible. Barry Bonds, though, um, I mean, I can't. As a baseball purist, it it hurts me seeing the game's most pure hitter yeah. just not being in the Hall of It's game. disrespectful. It's a slap in the face of the fans is really what it is. I mean, yeah, and this is just adding on to a long list. I mean, you see Pete Rose not yeah. in it. Like, it's it's getting ridiculous. I mean, Shules Joe Jackson, I mean, that's a long time ago. But we're, we're, getting, we're getting to a point where we're not letting in guys, some of them because they weren't necessarily good guys and some of them because they slipped up but the main thing i want to i want to mention here is if you guys don't remember maybe some younger audience that's listening um the steroid error was after a lockout right and it happened because they stopped testing after the lockout Mm -hmm. and these players juiced and baseball was kind of dying beforehand and all these home runs, the steroid error all the the home run competitions between these guys like sammy sosa mark mcguire um, Barry Bonds. I mean, even Ken Griffey, even though he never took steroids. Right. I mean, this was this brought the game back into America's pastime. Yeah. And and then once it got too out of hand and people looked like they they grew three times their size, like they ate the Mario mushroom mm-hmm. and it just got yeah. huge. Yeah. Um. Once it hit that point, they realized they were like, okay, 
we've got to we've got to narrow this down. We've got to cut down on on these people, and they did, and they pinned the best athletes to make an example out of them. Mm-hmm. And the guys like Barry Bonds, guys like Roger Clemens, got pinned for it, even though these these are guys that were dominating the league even before steroids. And how hypocritical is that? That the, the they were they. Oh, it's okay when we can use them to save our game and make billions of dollars in revenue off of them. But when it's time for their glory and, and their time to be named to the Hall of Fame, it's a no-go. So to me, it's just, it's very hypocritical. Uh, the MLB, in my opinion, is one of the more selfish leagues along with the NFL. 100%. Yeah. Um, and I think we're seeing that right now with uh, the lockout that is currently taking place. Unreal. And it, a little convenient that after a lockout... They're no longer testing Six, for PEDs yeah. once again uh-huh. when numbers in the MLB are dipping a little bit. It's just, it's. I'm sure the baseballs are coming back juice too. Oh, yeah, it's mean, extremely hypocritical to yeah, me. It's Rob Manfred has it all up his sleeve. I mean, he he's got to go. But um, that's a topic for another episode. Right now, we're gonna talk some socks again. Um, so core guys that we have on this roster that we want to build around. Um, I know you have a strong take here on Xander, uh, Benny. What do you think? Well, I I love Xander. I think that he's the leader of the team. You know, the captain of the team, but I do not think he's the best player. I think Rafi is the best player. I think Rafi's the best player by far. We've seen how much he's grown as a defensive. I mean, last year was huge. It was insane. Yeah. Huge numbers. Uh, two of the last three years, 100-plus RBIs. Big jump, yeah. He's, he's just, he's turned into quite a monster. I call him Baby Poppy. Um, yeah. I just, I love his charisma. Uh-huh. Uh, I love his energy that he brings to the field every he does. day. He brings a great energy, and he, he reminds yeah. me of of David Ortiz in a lot of ways. And probably the biggest way is his passion and love for the game. He's always happy to be there, and that's important to me in a 162 game season. You have to love what you're doing. Yeah, I mean, I completely agree. Um, I think we need to sign Xander um, when it comes down to it. Right. As much as I love Rafi, and I do agree, he's he's probably the cornerstone of the franchise because without a young guy like Rafi. Uh, that brings that pop. Um, I mean, it's hard to really build around a guy, um, a team that doesn't have that like main piece. But I think Xander is the guy that they need to keep, maybe more so than anyone else, because I mean, he hits for an average. Yeah. He 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 gives you pop numbers, home runs that you don't even expect from a shortstop, really. In big he, moments yeah, too. In big, big moments. moments. Um, I mean, he's just a playmaker. Extra base hits, everything. If you need him to swipe a bag and it's a big moment, he can even go out there and do that for you. Um, and he's a guy that's very well-rounded. And, um, and again, another piece like Rafi. But, um, so a big a big conversation this offseason has been, what's going on with J.D. Martinez? Is he falling off? Is he nearing his end? Or was he just injured? Um, Benny, I, I know you, you have yeah, to Yeah, um, I think it's all BS, all the slander that's being thrown towards J.D. Martinez. Uh, to me, still one of the best pure hitters in baseball. His swing is a thing of beauty. It oh, is yeah. absolutely beautiful to watch. Oh yeah. Uh, hearing the ball come off his bat, it's it's just unbelievable. Uh, he was clearly dealing. I believe it was with an ankle, and it was his left ankle, so it was his launch ankle. And I think he hurt. He reheard it. He reheard it in the middle yeah. of the season, and then yeah. in the playoffs. Yeah. So I really don't get what everyone's beef is with him. Kind of trying to push him out of town, but even in the playoffs with that beat up ankle, I I. Didn't he hit like four home runs in that run? I so, mean, yeah, he, yeah. I really, I don't get everyone's issue with JD right now. It seems a little bit premature trying to get him out of Boston, especially since premature. we do. I, I feel agree. we have a championship window open here, and um, you need guys like JD Martinez to win World Series. One hundred percent, especially with the universal DH now becoming um, a, a new rule in the league. I mean, a guy like him 
He's not going to have to run around and left and mm-hmm. try to grab a ball or play the monster. You know, he's going to be able to go up there and give his best swings yep. and kind of keep his body healthy, um, which is, is huge. And I think JD could come back in a huge way this year like that. Um, on the same note, Kike Hernandez, another guy yeah. who had uh, expect, who had really no expectations for the playoffs and then came out and mm-hmm. became the main guy in, in an offense that was just booming for most of the playoffs. Um and it's hard to see, for me at least, it's hard to see him recreating that for a full season. Uh, I think he's a great utility guy, and he's he's big in moments and big in situations. Uh, he can play a bunch of positions, utility guy. Um, but, I mean, I think he should be playing second this year. I don't think Arroyo should be starting for us. And I think if Kike doesn't figure it out or doesn't sustain his play, we mm-hmm. should consider moving on. Yeah. Um, upgrade, you know? See, I... The one thing I love about Kike is the contract that he's on. Oh, yeah. Because ownership, Great clearly. Time. I don't know. If they Henry did buy the Penguins, so that might have been a big reason as to why he was making a concerted effort to stay under the tax and not really sell out. And he was signing these team-friendly deals. And maybe he's ready to, do, to go back to the spending to try to bring back another championship. Um, but I just I love Kike's attitude. I think attitude's so important in a game like baseball. Uh, again, playing 162 games, you're just you're with these guys all the time. So it's really important that everyone gets along. I feel like yeah. Kike's a good glue guy. And I'm just looking at his regular season numbers from last year. I think he can surpass these in the upcoming season. 250 batting average, 20 home runs, 60 RBIs. Yeah, I think uh, yeah. he could at least match that, which is exactly what we need him to do in yeah, order well, to be It wasn't really until the playoffs that he, he right. made that jump. So if he... Keeps building off that jump. Mm-hmm. Maybe he figured something out in a swing. Yep. I mean that would be that would be great. And he's a great piece of the offense and locker room, uh, as you said. Um. So let's let's get into our final topic here. Um. Off season moves we'd like to see. Obviously, right now we're in the lockout. Um. Praying for that to end soon. Hopefully, these owners and the MLBPA will um reach an agreement soon. We've already delayed spring training. And um, and pitchers and catchers has passed us yep. by without reporting, so um, we're just hoping at this point to salvage a season, a full season. You know? It looks like a disaster right now. Um, the players and owners clearly just aren't on the same page, and I don't yeah. blame the players. I'm very, mm-hmm. I'm very pro players in these kinds of situations because I, I think that for the most part, I'm not saying this about all owners, they're greedy bastards. Yeah, and <laughs> they <You're> right. <laughs> they just milk out everything they can get just. These guys lay their lives on the line for you every single day. Just show them some kind of respect yeah. and love that they deserve. Uh, and I just, I want them to start playing baseball. But at the same time, I would not mind an 80-game MLB season. I, I think I, that yeah. that would be very good for the game. I do think if there's one year to try it out, it could be this year. Yeah. And um, with the new Universal DH2, I mean, maybe you shorten the season. You add a DH, a little bit more pop in the game. Um, maybe it helps marketing, bringing the, bring the, the season out and uh, growing a fan base. But um, like like uh, we were talking about before, um, this off season is going to be crucial for the Red Sox yeah. because they lost Eduardo. We lost Eduardo Rodriguez, um, which I think is it's manageable. It's it's manageable. It's a guy that you kind of expected us to yep. to lose, and um, and we got to come back now with a team. Sales is going to be back in full strength, hopefully at least. Yeah. Um, and this is a team where we. Got to the cusp of the World Series, yeah, and we really had no business being there. And now, 
it's like, no, we did have business being there, and we're going to show you why, but I think we're still a piece away from being a true contender. You know, I, I really think we are just one piece away from being a, a true championship team because you look at it, I understand that Mookie Betts is a huge piece and one of the best players in the world, but he's really the only player missing from that 2018 World Series yeah. championship. So I really think that we're right there, and obviously I think – Rafi and Xander have grown even more since then. Um, so I think that we are a championship team. And a guy that I want to see us go get, I think we really need to address first base because we saw that nip us in the butt a little bit when yep. we had Schwarber playing in the playoffs. Yep. I think Matt Olson from the Oakland A's is the guy to go after. I mean, he does everything. Uh, he's been phenomenal for the A's. Mm-hmm. Um, not only is he a power bat, but he's a great fielder. He's a fantastic fielder. And another good guy to have in the locker room. I mean, he's a big guy. Left-handed hitter. And he just fits Fenway. Uh, a I a power-hitting lefty, yeah, right field, just hooking it around the pole. You know what makes him fit Fenway even more is the fact that everyone wants to see him go to the Yankees. Yeah. If we flipped him and got him to the Sox. It would just make every be... fan love him even more. Oh, yeah. I mean, he'd be he'd be loved in Boston. Um, a guy on my side that I'd love to see us grab, Michael Conforto. I mean, he, he played a good amount of years for the Mets. Um, I'm also, uh, my family is a big Mets, like I said, from New Jersey, big Mets fans. Um, I, I follow with the Mets a lot and I know a lot of what's going on in New York, but, uh, Conforto, I mean, I just saw him make play after play in the outfield. Didn't really get the recognition for it. Um, he might be a gold lover. I believe, I mean, yeah, he is. I think he is. Yeah. He, I mean, he had some great plays. Um, but as a hitter, he, he was very streaky. Yeah. I think if that's something that we could fix, if we grabbed him, um, Who's who's the guy we we're going to sign? The international player, uh, Sia Suzuki. Yes. Okay. So if if we go ahead and grab Suzuki and we throw him in right to be the Hunter Renfro replacement, um, I think we should slide uh, Alex Verdugo, keep him in center. Yeah. And then put a guy like Michael Conforto in left, which, in all honesty, would be great. He'd 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 have to learn how to play the the um, the Green Monster, but anyone would. And he's a bat that's consistent, even if he was hitting. Six in this lineup. Yep. I mean, that's a great six bat. He even he hit. I think he hit um, one in the Mets lineup for a while and at leadoff. And I'm pretty sure he brought some pop, like yep. kind of like the Schwarber effect, mm-hmm. which season long that would be huge for us. And another thing, um, mainly at least, I just don't want to see JBJ in this lineup. I know we got him yeah. back this year. He's a great, great fielder, and and he's loved it with the Sox. But I mean, he's hitting like. He hits like 220, 230 sometimes. Like like lower. Even lower. I mean, he's he might have hit like around 180 yeah, last I, year. I, last year, he got it was either he got waived by a team or he got benched. He's he on was, the Brewers. He was yeah. batting 185, I believe. Oh, yeah. I mean, he, he just cannot hit. And he, he had some clutch hitting moments in the past, yes. But yeah. but he's not a reliable bat. And we, we cannot go and expect to be a playoff team or even a World Series contender with a guy like that in the lineup. He's the kind of guy that you throw in when you're up by four runs in the eighth inning yeah, and you want to, you want to play some more defense. For so sure. I, I like having JBJ in the room, as you just said, but he cannot be an everyday starter. Agreed. Um, so my next, or do you want to get Oh, uh, you can guy? go your next. I'll okay, go after. So um, another guy, um, outfielder, that we can add a bat to the lineup. And I really like this one, Nick Cassianos, mm-hmm. um, from the Reds. He's just a, I mean, he's from the Tigers, then to the Reds. Now, I mean, if he comes to the Red Sox, this is a this is a guy that just hits. He he knows how to hit. And yes, he might be a little bit of a defensive liability, but that's something that I'm willing to eat if a guy puts up 300, 
30 and 100 RBIs. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a great production. And then you have J, uh, you have J.D. Martinez as a DH. That's like, I mean, that would be really ideal. Uh, another bat like that in this lineup. And and like I said, it, it helps us with our lineup where we can mix and match. We can move mm-hmm. a guy around like like Kike Hernandez. Yeah. We can move a guy around like like Verdugo and find the perfect spot for him in the lineup because we still might not know exactly yeah. where that is. Um, and and I think a guy like him would would really mesh well with what the Sox are doing. We need we need powerful hitters. We need guys that are gonna knock the runs in RBI mm-hmm. hitters. Um, and guys that can hit for an average as well. And, and, and that, that's what I that. love about this Red Sox lineup. I feel like we have all those key pieces. We have power yeah. guys with Rafi and J.D. Martinez. We have guys who can do it all with Xander Clutch and guys. Kike. Yeah. And so, you know, I just I really think this team is set up for success. They just need to address pitching, which is why, for my next take, I'm going to go with Carlos Radon of the Chicago White Sox. He just had a career year posting a 13-5 and record. And a two three seven ERA, so yeah. an elite season. Uh, he made oh yeah, and made I the All Star game. I believe last year, uh, not last year, two years before. I think he had like a five ERA. He had yeah, a re- he, he struggled he, very. He struggled a lot. Yes, and then, and then he figured came it back out last and he figured year. it out, which is, I mean, that's something that you love to see out of a pitcher, someone who could face mm-hmm. adversity. I mean. And the other thing I love about him is he's a lefty. We lost Erod, who was a lefty. We need to add another yep. lefty back into our rotation. So I just think it's a perfect fit, and uh, I think he's a, he is. He's 29, I believe. So just yeah. hitting his physical prime, and I think it would just be a perfect signing for the Boston Red Sox. I agree. He's also not too young to the point where he's not going to be experienced in, in tough situations. Right. He's he's weathered, um, but he's also entering maybe his prime here as a 29-year-old. Uh, another guy um, that I like for the Sox, um, another hitter, uh, a power bat that really – disappointed for a while and then got traded to the Braves and was a huge re- reason to why they won the World Series last year. Jorge Soler, um, he's a clutch bat. He's a power bat. Uh, he's a just a big guy. He's a guy that if the Sox needed a batter, DH guy, mm-hmm. maybe um, maybe Renfro, or not Renfro, maybe uh, Suzuki, mm-hmm. if we do go follow through on the signing, needs a couple days off, a couple weeks off. He's a guy that could get hot and make his way and stick into the lineup. If a guy like J.D. Martinez gets hurt, he could fill in and be a DH. I mean, this is another guy, like I said, shouldn't cost too, too much to get, but could have a huge impact on our squad. And you can never have too many bats. Exactly. And um, another guy that I just want to throw in there, we, we could use some help in the bullpen for sure. Uh, you said there's rumors that Kenley Jansen yep. has been uh, rumored to the Sox, yep. which would be interesting. I feel like he I don't know be... how valid that is, but yeah. it would be very interesting. And I think he'd, he'd be probably forcing a lot of money on us. Um, but a guy like Joe Kelly coming back to the yeah. Sox, I mean, he brings the grit. Everyone loves him in Boston already. Um, kind of re-sparked that Sox-Yankees rival he again. Did a little bit. And, uh, and it would be great to see him kind of do his thing. Another pen arm. I mean, Sox could be looking good this year. Yeah, and the one thing I would say that's going to hold this team back, I wish it was even the starting rotation. It's the bullpen. Yeah. It's just this bullpen has been a freaking disaster for, what, three-plus yeah. years? Uh-huh. It's, they just can't figure it out. But, you know, I got to give Heim credit. He's been doing a really good job of evening out this roster, even though if he's, even though he's not going yeah. for the superstars that I hope I was I hoping he would. But he's doing a really good job of balancing out our system, and hopefully that's just to launch into getting some superstar, uh, all-star caliber players. And for my last player here, I'm going to go with Chris Bryant. I just, yes, uh, I like he's just, he's a great guy to have in the room. 
uh, a proven mm. winner, a proven leader. Multiple position guy. Yeah, he he can play anywhere. He's a yep. Swiss Army knife, a little similar to to Xander and Kike in that sense, yeah. in how he hits. Yes, um, he can go definitely. for power, and he can also go for contact. Uh-huh. He's another guy that could, maybe not at this stage in his career, but he could snag a bag if you need him to. Yeah, no, and so yeah, exactly. I just athletic, and it's just really important to me. I'm gonna bring it up again. Uh, I don't mean to beat a dead horse. It's just it's really important to have good guys in your room. Yeah, guys that the team can rally season. around. Um, and, and building off what you said with Heim, uh, I, I really like what he did with um, getting Rich Hill. Yeah. I mean, veteran guy, just yeah. continues to play great. I know the Mets got him, I believe, last year, and he just ate innings for them. And what is he, like 41, 42? Yeah, he's an old like guy. That, um, which is great. Another left-handed batter, like we said. And um, Tanner Hawk, I mean, another young guy who's yep. coming in and, and proves... I have very I high he hopes eating, for him. He was very eating high a hopes. lot of innings yeah. in the playoffs as a long release Playing guy. well. Playing very well, yes. And um, and finally, before before we close up this episode, um, the first base issue, I know we talked about if we possibly getting Matt Olson. Yeah. I think that this team, we should ride Bobby Dalback for maybe a quarter of the way until we see... Um, Tristan Casas, our our number one prospect, I believe, uh, first baseman. He is a power hitter through and through, and if we can do that little, um, not the hack that everyone would like to say, but it's the hack that everyone uses, mm-hmm. where you you wait a certain amount of games, then you call them up so you break the eligibility, um, and you get another year of their service before they hit the free agency. Um, you could do that it's service time rule. Um, bring up Tristan Casas. Um, I believe that's how you pronounce his last name. Sorry if I botched that. But Bobby Dalback has the chance to give you 15, 20 games. And if he still proves that he's inconsistent, yeah. isn't the guy that everyone thought he might have been, then call him up. Um, Tristan's going to be a huge bat to this lineup. And maybe even a guy that could win Rookie of the Year if he has that type of surge um, getting called up and, and playing. I mean, sometimes that happens. We saw it with um, Michael Ch- uh, Chavis, yep. I believe. Um he came up and just he saw the ba- he saw the major league baseball so much better than he did the minor league ball and he was just raking. Uh, didn't last too long, but he was raking for a mm-hmm. good uh, period of time. You know, I I see where you're coming from with that. The only thing that makes me disagree, I think this team's ready to win a championship, and to win a championship, you need a solid, legitimate first baseman. And mm-hmm. I I think Cos is going to be very good, yeah. very good player. I just don't know if it's this year. That he's going to be that elite player that we need, and I think, at at the risk of sounding like an a hole, I hate Bobby Dalbeck. I think he sucks. <laughs> I hate that guy. Had, yeah, this that's going to be a, a trending topic <laughs> on the show. We we've kind of got one pack on forth on that, and um, but uh, I think that wraps up episode one here. This is uh, speaking socks. Uh, I'm Aiden. I'm Ben. And uh, we'll catch you in episode two. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at the Tipsy Tailgate on YouTube. Check out our video with Lenny Dykstra. You guys are going to love it. I, I promise you that. Um, all of our content on all of our socials and um, we'll see you next episode.